0: You are now listening to the Music Matters Media Podcast with your host, Lisa Holland. A show made to bridge the gap between mainstream musicians and artists on the rise, discovering up and coming. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Music Matters Media podcast and if you are listening for the first time we are so glad to have you here with us. Today we are going to be discussing Paramore, their sixth studio album. A lot to talk about here Eric.
1: Definitely, I'm super excited to discuss this one and I personally know that when this album gets released you can think of more than a few people who are going to be excited about what we've got to say about this one.
0: Oh, totally. This has been a requested episode.
1: I can imagine. I mean, it's Paramore. How could it not be a requested episode?
0: So today we are going to be discussing Paramore's sixth studio album. Eric, let me just give the breakdown real quick before we dive in into our overall thoughts of the record. And of course, we're going to be hitting you with our least favorite and most importantly, our top three favorites of this record. So, before we can get into that, let's just give a little breakdown for the people. This Is Why is the sixth studio album by Paramore. It was released on February 10th of this year. Highly anticipated, Eric. You know it was on my list.
1: Oh, yeah. I definitely remember that discussion.
0: And it's the band's first album in nearly six years following After Laughter in 2017.
1: Wow, six years. You remember when we discussed After Laughter? That's crazy.
0: I do. That was early on in the show. That was very early on in the show.
1: Yeah, I remember. I, I just remember the whole... Like, where our lives were when that album came out. I remember going to the free show Oh, totally. With you. That was
0: amazing. Such a good time. It
1: was. And then I remember listening to the album with you, like, I think not too shortly after that.
0: You know what I loved about going to that show is we got fairly close. Like, we were yeah, we were, yeah. pretty close, cons- all things considered.
1: Definitely. Yeah, that was a great show. And it was also cool to see Haley kind of uh, suffering in the summer heat with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was just like, I feel you guys. It's brutal <laughs> out here.
0: Oh, yeah. We have Haley Williams, of course, lead vocalist, Taylor York on guitar, and Zach Farrow on drums. With each record they release, the lineup constantly changed. They either gained people, lost people along the way. This is the first time consecutively between After Laughter and Now This Is Why, with the same lineup in the band. Pretty important.
1: Oh yeah, very important. And especially, you know, when you consider, which of course we'll get into, what kind of album this is, what it sounds like, compared to its predecessor, it's definitely a huge deal.
0: And I'm glad you brought that up because I was just going there next. The genre of this record is considered post-punk and (laughs) art-punk.
1: I can definitely see why. Definitely. I mean, so my totally
0: God. different from their last record, After Laughter, with the '80s influence. Understatement. The synths and totally An different sonically than After Laughter. Such a leap, such a jump. Something that they've never explored before on a record. So there's that. The record is a little bit over 36 minutes in length. It has 10 tracks on it. This is why the news running out of time. Sakeem saw. Big Man, Little Dignity, You First, Figure Eight, Liar, Crave, and Thick Skull. And today, we're going to be discussing the overall record. There were three lead singles that preceded the album. You have This Is Why. That was their first big comeback song. Any new material that we heard from Paramore. Then you have The News and then Say And that was before the record was released. And then after the record was released, their fourth single is considered Running At A Time. What did you think of This Is Why, particularly? Because that was their big comeback. That was the first time we heard a Paramore track, some new material since After Laughter. And then I'm going to ask you, following that, out of, and I'm going to include Running At A Time, even though it came out um, after the fact. But still, it's still considered a single. Out of the four singles, This Is Why, The News, Seikumsah, and Running At A Time. Which one's your favorite?
1: the news i'd say is me my too. favorite one me
0: too i was gonna jump in here and say the same thing i'm glad yeah. that we're both on the same page sonically such a banger
1: and it just feels like classic paramour it does you yeah. know even though it's recontextualized to sound you know newer and more modern you can't help but think of their early days with that song
0: big energy on this song everything is cranked up to 11 <laughs>
1: you're not kidding <laughs>
0: sonically i absolutely love this song lyrically it's you know it's not anything that hasn't been explored before but at the same time extremely relevant
1: i think that's what does it you know it feels very uh it's a song about the times right now yeah and so even if it's not something that isn't particularly new it it just feels closer to the chest i guess
0: right and the way that Haley delivers the song, you can tell the sense of urgency and her feeling behind it.
1: That's what does it for me. It's it's it,
0: that's what sells it, right? Yeah. How she delivers exactly.
1: it. Exactly. It's it's not so much the lyrics, it's the way she uh says it, you know.
0: I have said this plenty of times before. I'm gonna go on record saying this. She has one of the best voices and I think the best voice in this genre. For the past two decades, and yes, it's been two decades that they've been a band. I mean, between her delivery, her vocal capability, her range, it's just absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I love that she's one of those singers that, I don't want to say sounds the same, but she she clearly has been able to preserve her voice through the years. Yes. And she's just gotten better at it, you know?
0: Yeah, over time. She has really honed in on her craft, and she yeah, she just definitely. keeps on getting better.
1: I think the time the first time I really noticed, uh, just how much more of a seasoned vocalist she was becoming, and I mean this is a definite blast from the past. The first time I really noticed the shift in her, you know, vocal stylings and just how talented she really was was when the single uh, "Ain't It Fun" came out all those years ago.
0: Yes, on un- self-titled. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. I'll I'll never forget hearing that and just Eric she going, just wow. has
0: such a distinct voice and that's what I love about her once she gets on a track you know that that's a Paramore yeah. song yeah of course to me she's like the full package when it comes to being a vocalist being a lead singer and then also a performer
1: oh yeah in in spades yeah. what I love about this particular song is that no matter what changes she's been through in her career no matter um, you know, the different kinds of styles she has sung in. She's still very much that uh, punk rock goddess that everybody came to know in the early 2000s. Oh, know?
0: totally, totally.
1: And so that's what I love. This is her basically saying, I haven't lost it. You know, my, my pop punk side never went away.
0: So with all that being said, Eric, we discussed our favorite single. How did you feel going back on um, this is why when that song came out before the other singles came out because that was the first taste of what was to come
1: how do i feel about this is why
0: yeah the song
1: oh man i mean obviously the first thing that came to mind was what a stylistic change totally. compared to yep. <laughs> compared to uh after, after laughter, laughter
0: yeah, completely pivoting and we're jumping into new territory
1: and just, and, you know, again, speaking more to the, I guess, urgency of the previous song, it's, it feels like a very urgent song lyrically, at least to me, because, you know, it, it really speaks to this kind of feeling of paranoia that um, some of us are feeling right now. You It's know, such we, a
0: pandemic song.
1: Yeah, that too. That's, <laughs> it, it's it such really a, pa- it's such a pandemic song, but it's also very much about just the digital age, you know, just how, you know, we, we don't even know how to approach uh, certain people, certain topics anymore because, you know, there's this whole very uncomfortable feeling in the air of, Mm. you know, cancel culture, cancel culture, walking on eggshells, not knowing how to say things, when to say things, who you're going to offend. Exactly. And that's what this song does so well. It really captures the paranoia you feel or the... I was
0: going to say the anxiety.
1: That too. Yeah. Because when I
0: listen to this song, that's the feeling that I get.
1: Yeah, and I I really love uh, <laughs> I love the title of the song because you know she's saying this is why I don't go out, this is why I don't do this, this is why I don't do that. You know, <laughs> uh, it's it's very misleading when you see it at first when you just see the title, but then when you hear the song, you're like, this makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And listen, like you said, this this was the first piece of music that they released in years. They they knew just what song. The only, I guess, expectation you could say that I had, going into this album is really just what they had said about uh i guess including more guitar on the album because they had said you know we we do want to make a more i guess uh guitar based album and let's be
0: honest here this album was a lot more stripped back yeah definitely, definitely. definitely record yeah
1: yeah the arrangements on the previous album felt a little more uh maybe grand isn't the right word but more lush certainly more Mm -hmm. more detailed definitely a lot more going into the song structures especially with the 80s influence you know yeah i feel like they really went out of their way to make a love letter to that yeah to make a love letter to that decade with this one it definitely feels more bare bones you know just simple guitar based drums and vocals you know whereas after laughter was an intriguingly beautiful contradiction between cheerful pop music and heartbreaking lyrics i find that this album the music and the lyrics are more on the same page so to speak also i just like to say two things the first is that musically the album reminds me of two albums by the band transit which we're huge fans of
0: love that band
1: they this album reminds me of the kind of style that was on uh listen and forgive and joyride
0: favorite record by them listen and forgive
1: (laughs) Uh, both phenomenal albums in their own right which i highly recommend to our listeners uh it has that same kind of style and the second thing i like to say is that this album and this band in general uh they're both perfect examples of what it's like for not just the members of a pop punk band but for what it's like for members of a rock band in general to be able to grow and to mature with their music I feel like this is a great example of doing it correctly, so to speak, whereas you have some band members who, you know, lyrically grow up, but musically like to stay the same or vice versa. I feel like Paramore is one of those bands that has found the perfect middle of the road avenue on how to grow up with their music, but not do it in such a way that it's going to completely alienate uh, their fan base or, uh, you know. Without going too hard one way or too hard the other way, if that makes yeah,
0: sense. Yeah, I completely understand because that's how I feel as well, listening to their music. I feel like we are collectively growing with the band. And as we all mature and grow, their sound matures and grows. And every time I listen to a new record by Paramore, it really meets me where I'm at. And yeah, that's that's exactly. what makes it so special
1: exactly and it does it in a way that feels natural you know what i mean it it doesn't feel like they're trying too hard to say look at us look at how we've grown or look at how we've matured and at the same time it doesn't feel like they're trying to hold on to something from the past either you know what i mean right like clearly you and i have spoken about this before we've spoken about how you know in the past for example um you know blink 182 even though they grew up musically on some songs lyrically it kind of feels like they stayed oh, the yeah, same yeah and we just spoke about this fallout boy lyrically maybe they have matured but musically they've gone off the deep end in terms of experimentation yeah and yeah. you know it, it feels a little contrived at times
0: mm-hmm.
1: paramore i feel like walks the middle of that they've grown up and they've managed to make a compromise between what made them famous in the first place and you know the More experimental sound now.
0: So you enjoyed the record? Is what you're...
1: Yes, absolutely. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, definitely. It's not only an easy listen, but it's just really amazing to hear how far they've come and where their heads are at now, especially after the amazing album they made last time with After Laughter, you know.
0: I did not enjoy this record as much as you did. Really? Yeah. I did not enjoy this record as much as you did. And I know that is a vastly... Unpopular opinion because everybody seems to be very much on board with this record and the lyrics, and it's sonically, and it's just really speaking to people. But for me personally, I kind of found there are a good handful of songs, I will say that there are a good handful of songs that I will be returning to and that will be in my rotation, but as a whole. I found it pretty underwhelming. Really? Yeah.
1: Mm, so you found it underwhelming. Did you feel like it was a little too stripped back for your taste maybe?
0: You know what? When it comes to everybody saying that they matured, this is their mature record, I agree and I disagree. And I'll explain why. I agree in the sense that this is a very mature chore record and I'm not denying that. But I would make the claim and the argument that they've been writing mature what records since for a very long time now. I feel
1: like their first mature record might have started with their... Uh... Brand
0: New Eyes in 2009.
1: Mm, I was going to say they're self-titled.
0: No, I would say from Brand New Eyes on, including self-titled because that came after yeah, that came after. and after Laughter... It's just about your preference sonically. So that's the argument right. that I would make there because I think yeah. that they've been writing very mature music yeah, for I just, a long time now.
1: I just think that they're, like when I said mature, I, I just think that they're aging well
0: with their music. Yeah, I completely agree with you yeah, there. That they're not I mean. trying to frame themselves and recreate uh, their Riot era or their, you know, their yeah, earlier work. Yeah. They're not trying to tap into that mm-hmm. and force it where you can tell that it's contrived. And then also they're not going so far out, as you mentioned with Fall Out Boy, where you experiment off the deep end and you abandon your entire fan base. Yeah. So they have found that happy medium there. And as I said before, it feels nice to be growing with the band and Mm -hmm. to have the music meet you where you're at consistently over time. Right. When After Laughter came out, I related to it then. Now with this record coming out, I relate to it now. That's what I love about this band. I just think that lyrically, it's not the best compared to some of their previous work. Not the album in its entirety. That's what I want to emphasize as well.
1: So would you say you like it? Half the album at most?
0: Yeah, half the album I would return back to and as I said, keep in my rotation. I just wish that Also, sonically, mostly, it's just not my cup of tea.
1: Do you feel like, and I'm just, this is just me being curious, do you feel like a lot of the songs maybe blend into each other, maybe kind of sound the same, or?
0: No, not necessarily, but I just think that, you know, I wish that the energy of the album held throughout the album.
1: Mm, You think it's uneven?
0: Yeah, kind of. It's just it doesn't have that same oomph it doesn't have that same it doesn't yeah, speak to Haley's strong suits there are glimpses of it throughout the album You First Figure Eight The News This Is Why when when they came out with This Is Why in the News they kind of faked out everybody with the rest of the album because yeah because
1: they came out with such a shot of adrenaline and then the rest of it oh I'm assuming it's a mixed that bag you, yeah you feel like maybe the rest of it didn't live up to the to the star power of those songs
0: yeah, I would like a record that's just jam-packed with that kind of momentum and that kind of, you know, that plays to her strong suit of her voice where she can let her voice shine. and.
1: Gotcha. And I'm assuming-and I like that, that sound. And I'm assuming that that's where After Laughter was at its strongest. It was consistent throughout it had a it
0: did it was consistent throughout it me.
1: had a common it had a commonality a common root throughout the songs which
0: i thoroughly enjoyed so i don't mind the experimentation because they haven't been a pop punk band in over a decade now let's be honest here too you know we we said the same thing about fall out boy it's not that i'm seeking for them to go back to their pop punk roots it's not a, that at all they've experimented with pop rock They experimented with dance, with 80s pop and influence and rock. So it has nothing to do with that. I enjoyed Self-Titled. I enjoyed After Laughter. And I enjoy this project too. But it's just not on the same level as those other projects for me personally. Just because of sonically, it doesn't really pack that punch and stand out to me like their other records do. And then lyrically at times, it's a little clunky here and there. But I will say that this is why, to me personally, taps more into Haley's solo work. I could totally see this being released under Haley Williams, because she has petals for armor, she has flowers for vases slash descansos, and this project, this is why it feels more in the vein of her solo work mm, and that sound, gotcha. which is fine for a solo project you know do your thing that's the point of having a solo project right is for her to have that creative outlet things that she can explore that she wouldn't necessarily do with paramore right but for that to kind of bleed over into paramore and i get that this is just another branch that they're trying to experiment in their journey but it's just yeah it, it wasn't for me sonically and not, that's not throughout.
1: And that's perfectly fine. You know, I can definitely understand what you mean in terms of it sounding uneven. Like there were times where I kind of feel like, you know, uh, the energy would skyrocket. Yeah. And then it would come, it would plummet down and then it would just kind of stay there for like two or three songs. Right. And then whenever there was another shot of energy, wasn't as high as the previous time then it would come back down again and then it would just kind of level off i totally understand and listen full disclosure here between the both of us you know you are the hardcore long time paramore fan
0: yeah paramore is one of my favorite bands of all time so if anybody's gonna listen to this and be like oh you're just being a hater and how could you not love it everybody loves this record just being honest this is my honest opinion and just because everybody loves something doesn't mean that i have to personally love it
1: right And the reason I love it is because I'm more of a casual Paramore fan. So, you know, I don't have the same appreciation of Paramore as a band and their work because, you know, it's something that I've kind of gone in and out of. So maybe for someone like me who's more of a casual listener, it's easier for me to love this album because I really don't have much of a reference point. But for someone like Lisa, who's been, you know, an avid listener of this band for way longer...
0: It was just underwhelming for me. This yeah, record. there's
1: there's more of a, of a the reason. The stakes are to... higher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, it's...
0: and you know what? I had this record on repeat, still do, because I knew that we were going to jump on here and record our thoughts, and I wanted to really make sure that this is, was how I felt. So it's not like I just listened to this record one or two times and th- these are my thoughts. I had this on repeatedly, and I will say this. This record is a grower. Because the more I do listen to it, the more I enjoy the songs and can appreciate the guitar work and the drums and all the intricacies that go into the music. But I also did a deep dive back again, which I haven't done in a long time, throughout their entire discography. Gonna go on record here with my ranking. Which could explain a lot to people. Maybe it'll make more sense when they hear this. So I did the deep dive. I went back to listen to their entire discography. To make sure that I'm really getting this right. You know? How does this record hold up compared to their previous work? And also, because this is so new and fresh, you can't rule that out either. Because sometimes you listen to a record when it's new and fresh and you're like, oh, this is great. But then over time it doesn't age the best or yeah, definitely. the other way around where it comes out and you're not that in love with it in the beginning but then over time it ages extremely well and you're like oh wow this is a masterpiece and i just didn't know it at the time
1: yeah you're maybe you weren't in the right headspace to appreciate it
0: so this is how i feel present day this is my ranking i put all we know is falling that came out in 2005 their debut at number six I put This Is Why from this year at number 5. I put After Laughter from 2017 at number 4. I put Self Titled from 2013 at number 3. I put Riot from 2007 at number 2. And number 1, which hasn't changed since it came out, my favorite Paramore record, Brand New Eyes from 2009. So that is my official Paramore album ranking as of today. And... By people listening to that, I think that that can also explain why I didn't appreciate this record as much as everybody else. Because clearly, if you see in my top three, the influence is more of their like alternative pop punk kind of influence in their music.
1: Yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense. Like if you look at the progression of your list and of course, knowing everything that you just said, it totally makes sense as to why it came in at the ranking that it did. On this particular list and you answered the question that i was going to ask you which is do you think that this album is going to grow on you over time and it seems like it it's definitely going in that direction
0: yeah i put it at number five as of right now but there is potential for it to climb up on my ranking but at the same time i just feel like sonically the other records for me personally just hit so much harder and even the lyricism on some of these other tracks from previous records hit so much harder than this record. This record was very much a mixed bag for me. I just wish that the sound was consistent throughout. I wish that it was longer i wish we got more than 10 songs after waiting so long for another record
1: that's definitely something that i thought too was way too easy of a listen and i kind of feel like this is the same uh this is the same dilemma that we had with fallout boy you know where the experimental albums were good but ultimately they're never going to compare to you know the band's best work arguably speaking that we know and that we love
0: Right, but then I would also make the argument too that when they did the experimentation with Self-Titled and After Laughter, I really got into those records. It's not something where I listened to where I was like, oh, I wish that they would be pop punk again. I wish that they would bring that punk sound back. I didn't feel that way at the time. I don't feel that way now. So it's not the experimentation because they do it very tastefully and they really commit to what they're doing and they don't completely abandon their fan base by doing it. It's just the sound and the shortness of the record and lyrically here and there I don't I don't think it's their best
1: I guess it just feels very underwhelming for the amount of time that you had to wait for it and then that too yeah and then of course you know hearing the final product you say to yourself well this was well it wasn't bad it wasn't great it was just okay
0: by me saying I enjoy a handful of songs that's half the record right there
1: yeah exactly
0: so I can't say, oh, this is a bad record, because it's not. They don't have a bad record. Even their debut mm-hmm. record showed so much potential of what was to come and the direction that the band was heading in. So I wouldn't say that they have a bad record, period. But at the same time, it's just it was so short that by the time that it ended, I was like, wow, that's, that's it?
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. But listen, I mean... I would say that this is one of our more interesting episodes because we had completely different takes on this album. And it just goes to show you how subjective music can be. You know, what I think is amazing, you might think is not so amazing. But uh, listen, at the end of the day, I think we both walked away with uh, a few songs that we each loved. And that's what matters, you know. Even though this album ranks differently for each of us, we still found something uh, to really take away from it.
0: Yeah, and before we get into our top three favorite tracks off of this record, and this time around, we're picking three because if we choose five, as I said, that's half the album. So Yeah, exactly. We can't just...
1: (laughs) We can't just do that, you know? Right. So I was like,
0: let's just do a top three. But before we get into our top three, let's get our least favorite out of the way. Go ahead, Eric.
1: So my least favorite on this album... And I actually did struggle to pick a least favorite because I, at first, didn't... I said to myself, there isn't a song I don't like here. But then I thought about it a little more. And the song I settled on is up
0: I knew you were going to say that. Really? Yeah. Why? I just had a feeling. Why? I feel like that's the easy pick
1: i feel like the chorus is a little repetitive
0: i feel like that's the easy pick because of the na-na-na's in it and the delivery of those and then also the spoken word is very much different for paramore even though i personally enjoy that track i will actually say when it came out as a single i was not impressed with it at all i said this single is the weakest one out of the three that came out prior to the record But then, in the context of the record, it really grew on me.
1: Nice. That's awesome. But yeah, for me personally, I feel like the chorus just drags on a little too long. And I feel like there's not enough lyrical content, so to speak, other than just the chorus, you know? Mm. So that's why that uh, made my least favorite for this album.
0: I do like the delivery of it. Yeah. And just them trying something completely different that they've never done before.
1: Of course. I mean, listen, hats off to them for doing that. All right, so that's my least favorite. So what about you? What made your least favorite?
0: My least favorite would be Liar.
1: Okay, Liar. Cool. Why'd that one make your least favorite?
0: I picked Liar because, let me say this, lyrically, I love the song. I think it's beautiful. I love the message behind the song. It has nothing to do with that. It's more so the delivery of the song and the song sonically it's just very sleepy i think mm. that it brings down the energy level completely mm, <laughs> of the yeah. record and it kind of gets lost in there
1: yeah, i know what you mean like and and this speaks exactly to what you were saying if um like you're going to make an album you want it to be consistent throughout even if there is like a i guess a dip in energy it shouldn't be so low that it's like yeah it's whoa. way
0: too low f- for for my taste and granted, when musicians release albums, there's always that kind of intermission yeah. aspect to yeah, an album. Definitely. Usually, it's not just jam-packed. I mean, sometimes there are albums that are just jam-packed all the way through. But for the most part, you're going to have those songs.
1: Mm-hmm. There's going to be really high highs and really low lows sometimes. But this sometimes it This one for me, me just really kind of just...
0: gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Because I do like... For example, Thick Skull, let's say, Mm -hmm. which you can make the argument that it starts off extremely low key and then it has that build. Yeah. And I thought that it was an epic closer, Mm -hmm. both lyrically, sonically. Really love that song. Mm -hmm. But that's where I'm getting at is I feel like Liar just kind of drags on and it really never goes anywhere. It's just consistently very mellow very sleepy yeah low energy lyrically i love it lyrically i think it's a beautiful song but sonically it's just it gets lost in the shuffle for me
1: i guess it's kind of one of those songs where you just kind of have to ask yourself you know like what are you doing here you know how did this song end up here like it just sounds a little too different than the rest for it to you know have realistically been included on here
0: the way that it's arranged, i it, am not a huge fan of how the album is arranged. I think that if they kinda move this track up in the track list yeah, and not yeah, saved it towards mean. the end.
1: The sequence of it. Yeah. That's definitely been a, an issue with us in the past for sure. Where yeah, we wish, the, because we as wish as the track s- listing was different.
0: Yeah, because when you press play, energy, 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 then a little dip, then back to energy. And then it's just from there. It, it just, just falls off trails off, off right? yeah exactly yeah. exactly you get what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah i totally get on i am starting to understand why you uh, why your assessment is the way it was
0: all right well now that we got our least favorite out of the way let's just get into the highlights of what we thought were the best tracks off of this record
1: all right let's go for it
0: so our top three favorite tracks eric what made your third spot
1: so my third spot goes to Thick Skull.
0: Love that song. <laughs> I just,
1: I just love the like. Oh my god. Uh, for reasons I won't get into here. Uh, I really relate to that song of just you know, uh, you know, really just Same. trying to. <laughs> yeah, of course. Very you relatable. Know, we we song. don't even have to like really say it, you know. Yeah. Like we yeah. just look at each other and we're like, yeah, we we know what Been we, there. we know what we mean. Been there. Uh, you know, just I guess opening yourself up to heartbreak and pain for the sake of somebody else and you know doing it again and again and again and again
0: and never
1: never really learning (sighs) your lesson you know
0: yeah just when you think you did you don't yeah it just comes disguised as somebody else
1: yeah exactly (laughs) we could go on but we won't (laughs) but but yeah shout out to
0: Haley. Haley. yeah you you, feel you,
1: you you hit the nail on the head with that one
0: this was very close to making my top three it didn't but If we did a top five, of course, it would be on it.
1: And like you said, I love the buildup of the song. It starts out very mellow and then it just kind of increases in intensity. Uh, Yeah. Definitely. You're right. Definitely a fantastic uh, closer for the album.
0: I will say that. I love the way that this album opens and I love the way that it ends. That to me is very important. It's just everything else I would rearrange in between.
1: Definitely. That to me is very important. You're right. It should have a proper introduction and conclusion.
0: Yeah, they nailed it with that. And apparently this was the first song that they wrote. Really? Wow. This song, if you think about it, Thick Skull set the tone for the rest of the record.
1: That's always crazy when you write the ending before everything else. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's amazing.
0: This is a beautiful song.
1: Yeah, very much.
0: Great pick. Great choice. Thank
1: you. All right. So how about you? What comes in at your number third spot? At your number three spot?
0: Speaking about never learning your lesson, I picked Figure Eight.
1: Figure Eight, that's a good one. I love one.
0: not only it lyrically, but sonically, this song goes hard. Haley strives on songs like these because she sings with that angst, with that power in her vocal, and she really sells it, where you, you feel her pain. You feel her frustration. Figure Eight is a great example and instrumentally, Taylor York, Zach Farrow, they just knocked this one out of the park.
1: Yeah, this one almost made my top three. Right? Almost, yeah. Yeah. Great pick.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so what made your second spot, Eric?
1: So the song that made my second spot, and I knew from the first listen that this was going to be somewhere in my top three, is Big Man Little Dignity.
0: Oh, yeah. The second that I heard this song, um, I kind of had that feeling just how I felt. I knew what your least favorite is going to be. I had that feeling that this would that this would make your top three.
1: But can you guess why you? uh, Yeah, I mean, you kind of got it with, uh, you know, Sakim's But can you guess why, you know, this one made my top three?
0: No, I'll let you go ahead. Take it away. Tell me.
1: Because it feels like it's a song that snail mail could have written
0: oh okay i see the influence yeah like yeah. if
1: you if you you know you we both are huge fans of her and especially her last album valentine yes right? incredible and th- that guitar riff man it just really feels like a snail mail riff you know uh, it's such a great riff i i i love that riff i love the song in general too it uh it's a very hayley williams
0: i love the lyric. way that she delivers the chorus
1: you feel the uh, the aggression yes! simmering underneath.
0: Yes. The way that she delivers that chorus really got me for that song.
1: And that's another reason why I feel like Snail Mail could have written it. Because she's absolutely written songs where the lyrics are like that. You know, where uh, she, I guess, gives criticism to someone else in such a, such a clever way. You know, uh, I, I love this song.
0: Good top three so far.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Great conversation so far. Okay, so what made your number two?
0: Coming in at number two, I picked you first.
1: Great. This was so <laughs> close. I really wanted to include this in my top three. It was another great song.
0: Once again, sonically fantastic, right up my alley, and lyrically Boy, do I feel this song at my core.
1: I can think of somebody
0: specifically. There's somebody that I have specifically in mind. Eric, you know, who, uh, you know, for this song.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And I'm, listen, to be fair, I'm sure that whoever heard this song, I'm sure that, you know, each respective listener has got somebody.
0: You want to talk about a, a song Paramore throwback?
1: I honestly think that if there was an anthem, that could be picked from this album it would be this one because just like you said that this song you know, has
0: legs eric i think yeah that definitely if any song from the record is going to be thrown in set lists in the future definitely this and one. be remembered from this record this is a standout track and totally. it really feels like a paramore track
1: yeah, and like us just like you, just like you I feel like have you could a...
0: lift this song from this record and put it on one of their other records not after laughter but anything prior mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And it would fit right in.
1: Yeah. And just like you have a person that comes to mind for this song, I'm sure everybody listening to this song. Oh, totally.
0: <laughs> thinks of someone <laughs> immediately. Oh, totally. But it's just another song just like I felt with figure 8 with you first, I can really empathize with how Haley's feeling lyrically of on course this
1: one. of course she makes us all feel things totally <laughs> okay so here it is the number one spot my number one spot goes to the news
0: the news wow
1: because i just felt that it was the most classic sounding paramore song on here yeah yeah you know yeah. Uh, the minute you listen to it you say to yourself yeah that's that's the essence of Paramore right there, captured. I agree 2023.
0: with you. No, I really do agree with you when it comes to that. If I had to pick, I would say the news and you first are classic Paramore. Yeah,
1: like you listen to this, you you hear the way Haley shouts the lyrics, you hear the guitar riff, the pounding drums. That's what and... I wanted
0: throughout the whole record. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I, I know, wanted. I know. I know. I need that energy. I know. And it just it plays to her strong suits.
1: Yeah. She definitely. can do whatever
0: she wants vocally because the vocal acrobatics she's done it all. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that and I love a good slow song, a ballad. I'm not against bringing the vibe to a more Okay, now we're just taking an intermission and
1: listen, I mean, I just love how urgent it is. I love that it's a song for the times, the you know, everything we're living through right now. I love the overall structure of it. It's just that classic sound but recontextualized for for now you know that sound that you heard on those early records and I just love that this is Haley's way and the band's way too of proving you know we haven't lost our edge just because we're kind of taking a detour right now of uh this experimentation phase that we're in doesn't mean that you know our initial identity has gone anywhere
0: such a good song this song is gonna go so hard live
1: (sighs) can't even imagine my
0: favorite from the singles I can't
1: even imagine yeah mine too that's definitely something I'm looking forward to that the both of us are looking forward to okay so let's bring it on home what (laughs) made your number one
0: my number one from this is why crave
1: crave that's also a really good song
0: I know that's kind of left field I don't really see people talking about
1: I really I really do like that one Lyrically, it's really good. Sonically,
0: it sounds like a throwback. It sounds like yeah. something that could have been released in the 90s.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: I really like her vocal delivery and it sonically. But most importantly, and the reason why it made my number one, the lyrics.
1: Right? So good.
0: Talking about how she's appreciated the journey And not taking any of that for granted. And that she would do it all over again because everything that has happened has led her to where she's at now. Even the most painful moments in her life has led her to where she's at now and has shaped her as a person. And then also simultaneously talking about how to not take moments for granted.
1: Yeah, I think that's the one thing I gleaned from that. Yeah. For sure. Like even...
0: And especially... After everything that we've all been through throughout the pandemic.
1: Yeah. You wish you could have even you, the bad moments back.
0: You see life in a different lens now. At least I do.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: And you learn to appreciate so much more that we took a lot for granted. Yeah. And I think that if there's anything to learn from what we went through globally is to appreciate what you have while you still have it.
1: Yeah. I'm not saying this correctly. I know I'm not. But you know when some people say that they would rather feel pain because at least they know they're alive? That's kind of what I got from this, except in the context of, you know, moments that you can't get back.
0: Exactly. Just as as human beings, we naturally take things for granted. Of course. Just by human nature, take life for granted.
1: And we do that because we don't like to we don't like to think about the fact that everything is temporary, so we just tune it out. You know, it's much easier to tune out the fact that everything is temporary, that nothing is permanent. And we just kind of get accustomed to that until we come back to reality and we realize that it's not.
0: So that's why I love Crave. That's why it made my number one. I know that it's not the most popular pick, but I picked it because lyrically it just really spoke to me. It's, <laughs> it's, a,
1: it's a heartbreaker of a song, or it yeah. can be.
0: Yeah, it just really puts life into perspective.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's the song that, lyrically speaking, I, I uh, felt the most.
0: Me too, and that's why, hands down, it had to make my number one. Even though some of these other tracks that we spoke about, Thick Skull with that buildup and You First and Figure Eight, The News, Even This Is Why... It had sonically exactly what I was looking for. Um, Crave is a little bit more stripped back than those songs, but lyrically, it just really hit me.
1: Totally get what you mean. And like I said, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that this was just a top three, it would have absolutely made my uh, final ranking. But uh, honestly, great pick. I'm, I'm sad that I couldn't get to pick it, but I'm glad that you uh, you did.
0: And great picks for you too, Eric.
1: Yeah, thank you. I mean, honestly, this was a very enjoyable album for me personally. Um, It's a shame that it didn't really quite uh, stick the landing for you. But uh, listen, the fact that you like at least half the songs on the album or at most half the songs on the album, I mean, that's still awesome, in my opinion.
0: And who knows? Over time, maybe it will grow on me and it'll be ranked higher on my list by the next Paramore record that comes out. Who knows?
1: Exactly. There's always potential.
0: But most importantly, you guys, we want to know how you felt about Paramore's new record. Where does it rank in their discography for you? What are some of your favorite songs, your least favorite? We want to know it all, you guys. So head on over to musicmattersmedia.com and let us know over there. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. We're on it all, you guys, at Music Matters Media. And if you want to support us and our show, don't forget to hit our merch store, Pick up some hoodies, some t-shirts, crewnecks, mugs, snapbacks. We have it all over there. Go check it out if you want to support us and buy some merch at musicmattersmedia.com. And we shall see you in the next one.